This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for October 5th, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 33 through 46. The sermon is by Father Ron Beer. Today's Gospel lesson, Jesus tells another parable about the vineyard. He's on a roll with vineyards the last couple of weeks. Um, don't know why, he just liked vineyards. But this parable is a little different in that he's not telling it to his disciples or the crowds, which is typically the way he teaches, but rather he's speaking directly to the Pharisees and the chief priests. And so he tells them uh, this parable out of it. And, and he says that there was a man who bought a vineyard and fixed it up, got the wine press all together, you know, put a fence around it, and then he leased it out to people, to the tenant farmers in it, to raise the grapes and do things. Usually that kind of deal was, you know, the, the owner of the vineyard had paid for everything, and so the people who came to work would work in the vineyard um, for all the time, and then when the produce came in, they would get half of it, and then the owner would get half of it. And so what he says is that the time came, so he sent his slaves by to pick up his share of the produce. Well, the people there didn't like that idea. I mean, you almost imagine what's going on there. They're thinking, well, he didn't do any work here. You know, he never showed up one day to work hard. This is ours. They wanted to keep it all. And, and so they beat you know, this one slave, they stone another, and they kill another. Well, he was astounded that they would do such a thing. Because after all, he'd set them up in this business. And so he sends even more slaves. You know, thinking, well, maybe a bigger number will, will intimidate them some. But even that doesn't work, and they do the same thing to them. And finally he says, well, I'll just send my son, because I know they're going to respect him. But they didn't. Instead, they saw it as an opportunity to make a land grab and kill the heir and, so that the land would become theirs. And so they kill him. And Jesus then asks the Pharisees and chief priests this question. He says, what do you think will happen to those tenants when the owner does come? And they said, well, he'll kill them and throw them out of there and put in somebody who will you know, give him his due. And he said, that's right. And he says, because the stone, that was, uh, the stone that was rejected ended up being the very foundation stone, the cornerstone of the whole building. But those who rejected it will fall on it and break to pieces or it will fall on them and crush them. And he says, because of this, you will never inherit the kingdom of God. It will be taken away from you and given to somebody else to do. Now, the chief priests and the scribes realized very quickly what he was saying. What he was really saying was he was saying that they were like the tenants. God had put them in the religion business, and they were sort of in charge of it, but they acted like it was their bailiwick, their thing, and that God should stay out of it, and that he was the chief cornerstone and the son who would be rejected. And, and as they had already rejected him. And as a result, God would end up rejecting them and giving the, the faith to someone else. They didn't like that too much. Um, they found that offensive. And so it says they wanted to arrest him, but the crowds all thought he was a prophet, so they were, were afraid of the crowds to do it then. They will plot from that point on how to find a way to arrest him and crucify him. So it's, it's an unusual kind of parable. A lot of parables have a, a deeper kind of meaning to them. They're not so obvious as this one is. But if you think about it, the disciples frequently, when Jesus would tell a parable, would pull them off to the side and say, could you explain that to us? Because I don't get it. You know, Because they were wanting to know what it meant. In this case, everybody knew what it meant. Um, there wasn't anything being hidden in it at all. 
and, and it didn't make them very popular. But the question is, is why would Matthew include this parable in the Gospels? He's writing 30 years after Jesus died and was raised from the dead. So he's not writing to the Pharisees and chief priests anymore because the temple's been destroyed, the people have been spread out in the diaspora. You know, there's really no reason to, to preach it to them. It's also in Mark and Luke. Apparently they thought this parable was important not for the chief priests and the Pharisees, but for us, for the church. And so what is it that they're trying to tell us in this? Well, let me give you a sort of a modern-day paraphrase of it. If I were to say to you, pick any business you would like to go in, and I will give you all the money you need to set that business up. I'll pay for everything. You know, I'll pay for the lease, you know, all the equipment, you know, everything that you need to get going in it. And the only thing I ask is at the end of the year that you share with me 50% of the money you bring in. You get to keep half, I get to keep half. Would you think that was a good deal? Not bad, is it? I mean... You don't have to put any money. You don't have to risk anything. All you have to do is you know, go and do the work, and you automatically get 50%. Well, that's sort of what they're doing. Well, what would happen if you decided that, well, you didn't do any of the work. Why should I give you anything? What would, what would I do? Yeah, I mean, I'd throw you out because I still own it, right? <laughs> um, I'd get rid of you. You know, if I had to go to court to evict you, I'd do that because you were not treating me justly. Well, for us in the church, what we need to realize is that we are those tenants. The tenants aren't somebody else. For instance, who created the air that you breathe? God? The trees. We could go down that road, but we're going to keep going back. Who created the land that you live on? Who created the people that you have relationships with? You know, who created the, the materials that your car is made out of? 